welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we're talking about being proactive about your health as you age. Now, I've noticed that as I get older, more things seem to go wrong. For example, I've never had problems with my eyes before, but now, for some reason, they're drying out. I wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, and before I get up, now I have to put drops in my eyes, or they're so dry that I can't see. In fact, sometimes they're so dry, they actually hurt. Now, if you've noticed little changes in your health as you get older, this is the episode for you. In this show, we're going to show you how to be proactive about your own health so as you age, you can continue to do the things you love. Now, if you're still super young and you don't think you need this episode, that's okay. But consider listening for your older relatives or just send them a link to the show. Some of the things that you hear today might help them as well. Today's guest is Cassandra Hill, who's an expert in coaching people about their wellness. She's also a master level gerontologist, so she really knows her stuff. And there's more too, but I'll let her tell you all about her background. But before we dive in, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Baby Boomers 30-Day Journal. This write-in journal helps you keep your life on track by tracking what's important. And those are the six pillars of retirement lifestyle that we're talking about on the show. And you can get your journal today just by going to rockyourretirement.com journal or you can go to Amazon and search for the Baby Boomers 30-Day Journal. Make sure that Katherine Klein, that's me, <laughs> is the author. Oh, and if you already have a copy of the journal, I would love an honest five-star review. <laughs> okay, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Cassandra Hill. Cassandra, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Catherine. It's such a pleasure. Mm, oh, the pleasure is mine. So please tell the listener who you are and what got you interested in healthy aging. Well, a little bit about me. I'm a gerontologist. I have a master's degree in gerontology. I'm also a certified wellness coach. And actually, I started out working with the older adult population in long-term care settings. And, and when most people think of long-term care, nursing homes, which in the professional realm we call skilled nursing facilities, and also did some work in assisted living. And in those environments, I really enjoyed it and I love it. However, I worked with seniors who health had declined to a point to where their quality of life was so limited. And I thought, what can I do to to help people have a better quality of life? And that led me to going back and furthering my education and, and becoming a, a wellness coach to complement being a gerontologist. And I just absolutely love it, just having seniors have the best quality of life possible 
at whatever stage they're at in life, whether they're in a long-term care facility or hospice or for the older adult who's at home and, and just wants to be proactive about their aging. And, and that really is something that I absolutely enjoy because I'm sure everyone knows baby boomers are on the increase in, in our country. And as more and more baby boomers in our retirement, we really want more seniors who are proactive about their health to delay them entering a, a long-term care facility. Right, right. Now, now you said earlier that you actually work with three types of clients, and that includes people who are at home. That would be probably people like myself, my husband, you know, people that are still living at home, people in the long-term care facilities, such as assisted living and um, skilled nursing, and then people in hospice. So that hospice really gets me interested. How can somebody in hospice improve their their health? Like, I, I would never have thought that if somebody in hospice would be working with a wellness coach. So tell me how that works. In hospice, there's a big focus on pain management, and, and that is to be commended. We definitely want people who are in the last chapter of, of their life to have no signs or symptoms of distress. However, just as important is their emotional health. And so working with those individuals to ensure that they're at peace with this stage in their life, and not only for their sakes, but also for their loved ones as well. Oftentimes, for for most caregivers who've been with their loved ones for an extended period of time, while they've had a chronic illness, it's really stressful and it's challenging and it affects not only the older adult, but also their loved ones. So what you're saying is that you just don't work on the body, you work on the mind as well. Is that is that correct? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so wellness, the, what you are working with includes the whole person, body and mind. And those are inter interwoven, you know, a lot of times we look at them as separate, but honestly, when you've had a very stressful day or maybe several days, what normally happens, that's when you you develop some physical symptom that's a result of emotional distress. Mm. So when you're working with your clients, what would you say um, the the number one concern is with all of your clients? I would say number one concern is having the means to grow old. When you say having the means, what, what do you mean by that? Um, as far as finances, sometimes... In, in our world, because medical advances are just on the increase in our country, people can live 
for very long periods with chronic illnesses. However, if you haven't really prepared well for living a long life, you could end up bankrupt in old age. That doesn't seem fair, does it? You work all your life. No. And you try to save, but you don't save up enough. And then you're 75, 80 years old, and you're bankrupt. What, what, do, what do you, I mean, can you do anything to help these people that have not saved enough money or didn't buy long-term care insurance? Or like, how do you, how do you help them work through it? Most of the time, once you get to that point, the best options for you would be government insurance like Medicaid, so where depending on your situation, if you needed to enter a long-term care facility, Medicaid would cover that cost. If you were appropriate to stay in the community but needed some assistance, Medicaid does have community Medicaid where it would cover maybe okay. meals and um having a aide or nurse come in on a weekly basis just to help you hopefully age in place. Um, there's many states that offer what they call a, a PACE, which is a program of all-inclusive care for elderly. Those programs are designed for seniors to age in place. So it helps in providing the means for a senior to stay at home and, and it's no out-of-pocket expense oftentimes. Wow, that sounds like a, a great program. Is that where you focus the majority of your coaching is, is on these financial stress uh, areas? You know, right now at this time, I have focused a lot on that. However, I'm starting to switch more to people right at, at the beginning stages. So that way we can develop a game plan that will help them for years to come. Well, that sounds like the way to do it, right, Cassandra? Don't wait until it's too late. Yeah, because with our country, we're in a silver tsunami, and, and, and it's going to be this way for years, years, years to come. The way we've been doing retirement in this country will not be sufficient for for too much longer. It just won't. We have such an influx of baby boomers, and that next generation, it's not enough of us to adequately provide support as far as when you look at Social Security and, and just look at the numbers, they don't add up. So we're going to have to change how we do retirement in this country. Right. We just don't have a, a choice. Right. Well, let's say we're talking to a 62-year-old woman, and she is trying to take care of both her kids that are in college and also her parents who need some support you know, they might still be living at home, but they're forgetful, so she needs to, to check in on them or maybe buy their groceries. And 
she is starting to to uh, you know get physically stressed because of all the things that she has to do. What advice would you give to that 60-year-old, 62-year-old woman? I would say love yourself and take care of yourself first because you cannot adequately meet someone else's needs if your needs are unmet. I find a lot of caregivers who put themselves into a state to where their health declines. And sometimes they may pass before the person they were providing care for. So you have to take self-care measurements for yourself when you're in that sandwich generation and you have the children still pursuing education and you have the elderly parents. There has to be a balance. So what specifically, what specifically would that 62-year-old woman do in order to take care of herself? What, what specific steps should she take? First thing in regards to finances, if you don't have RA or some type of retirement plan, get it. Get Have some type of pension. It may mean you have to make some cutbacks. It may mean that your children may have to take out a a student loan instead of you supplementing fully their education. You definitely want to have a security blanket in place for yourself financially, whether it's, like I said, a pension or RA, but some safety net for yourself. Okay, what else would you advise uh, that 62-year-old woman who needs to take care of herself? What other actionable steps should she do now? In health, regular checkups, routine checkups, wellness checkups, at least once a year, but I would prefer every six months. And that is just a good protocol in making sure that your health is intact. Because most caregivers find themselves so stressed and they become used to the stress that they aren't aware of the symptoms. So I would say regular routine wellness checks. That sounds good. Okay, now let's go to a different scenario. Let's say you've got a 62-year-old woman, only this time she's not a caregiver. Her parents have passed away. Um, She's got kids, but they're self-sufficient. What advice would you give for her to take care of herself? Develop healthy habits. I would say one thing, with which this is across the board, use it or lose it, our bodies are designed to be active. I would say for a person in her circumstances who is independent, regular exercise, you have the time, 30 minutes a day, enough activity to where your heart rate is increased would be great. And not only would that be great for your physical health, but if you're doing it at the Y or Senior Center, 
you're able to interact with others, which is really important because social isolation can decline your health just as fast as diabetes or hypertension. So for her, having that double whammy would be great in exercising, but finding a place to where she could do so with other people who share common interests. That's great advice. Great advice. What else would you advise somebody who wants to be proactive about their health? I would advise having a aging in home designer to come to your home and allow them to assess your home and figure out, well, maybe I need to consider having a sliding shower instead of the climbing tub or I might need to take up all these carpets because they're a fall hazard or, you know, just various things that oftentimes we really don't think about in buying a home or when we're remodeling. But when you're preparing to age in place, you want your home to be as hazard-free as possible. That is also great advice. When my husband and I purchased our home, we made sure that the master bedroom was on the ground floor because we had that aging in place thought process in our minds when we purchased our home. So that, uh, of course, we agree with. We you know, think about the fact that you are going to get older and things are going to change. One of the things that we're thinking about doing right now is perhaps installing some grab bars or some things to lean on in our shower. What do you, what do you think about changing your, your restroom, your, your bathroom in your home? Great idea. Most older adults who have falls, it's in the bathroom because in the bathroom it's, Real tricky position, whether you're in a shower or tub, you have a slippery surface. If you don't have a chair that you're sitting on or grab or something where you can position yourself if needed, it creates a um, very high forward. And isn't it also true that once you fall, um, your whole life can change, right? I mean, I've heard of so many people that fell and broke a hip. And then after that, they were never the same. And their health really declined. Have you heard of that also? I've heard it and I've witnessed it. Unfortunately, in, in my profession, I've seen older adults who've passed away after having something like that to occur. So falls are, we want to do our best to to prevent falls. And like you said, with the heel, I've seen countless, I'm not for sure how many times I've seen seniors um, have that experience and, and actually pass away because of that. Um, falls, anytime we fall, you know, there's going to, there more than likely will be some injury. As we get older, our bones are more fragile. We're at higher risk of breaking things that less likely to happen in our younger years. So we really want to be proactive about falls. Having the things in place, I would say 
bathroom, kitchen are two hot button areas you really want to focus on. When you being proactive about doing it now, kudos to you because oftentimes what happens is we wait until we're having major, major health problems and there's so much that needs to be done that we can't do everything. So if we um, are a little more proactive and put these things in place earlier, it's already there when we need it. Mm. Excellent advice. Well, Cassandra, I can't believe it, but our time has flown by. Is there any last piece of advice that you would like to give the listener before we say goodbye? Yes, I love to tell them. Stay proactive about aging. Normal aging is not a disease process. Normal aging should be a vibrant time in your life with the right tools in place. So let's use these tools and let's age healthy together. Mm, Excellent advice. Thank you so much. Is there a way for my listener to contact you? Yes. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com backslash live healthy for life. You can also reach me at my website, Cassandra, and that's C-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A, R as in Roger, Hill, H-I-L-L.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com backslash Cassandra Hill 80. I'm only a phone call away. If you would like a wellness consult, I do wellness consults 15 minutes free. And uh, my 1-800 number, 877-365-8648. Okay, great. And I'll have a link in the show notes as well. Cassandra, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August... Actually, August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. 
there might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.